You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Paul Nino is the managing partner at Nino and Tierney, and he is our guest in the first two segments of the radio show today. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we do encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, our longest tenured sponsor and our first sponsor, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision making skills. All right, Paul, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rick. It's our pleasure. Good to be here. It's nice to have you in the studio. Let's very simply. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. What did you do before you became managing partner of your own firm? Sure. I was uh, born and raised in Orange County. I went to Cal State Fullerton. Right out of college, uh, I took a job with a large local firm here. So I spent most of my career as an employee with a large local firm here in Orange County. Uh-huh. It got some great experience with a firm that let me uh, do both audit work and tax work, which is a rarity these it days. It is a rarity. Yeah, yeah, most, they're pretty much siloed, right? Yeah, most of the big firms these days uh, kind of put you into a – make you pick something you want to do, either right. tax or audit. So I had the, the good fortune to be able to do both and get a lot of experience in both of those things. But, you know, maybe 10 years into my career, I kind of had an entrepreneurial itch and wanted to go out and do something on my own. And I was fortunate enough to connect with a guy named Bob Greer who would – ultimately be a, a mentor of mine. He was a long-term CPA in Orange County. His his firm had become the Orange County Moss Adams office. Okay. And he had left Moss Adams and went to law school and was starting a legal practice. And I connected with him and helped service some of his accounting uh, clients. And it helped me basically start my own practice without having to, you know, just hang out a shingle and, and, and not have any income with a with a young family. So it was a good opportunity. Wow. And how did that get to where you are now then? Well, and let's, let me ask you a better question mm -hmm. because I'd like to also know not only how did you get to your firm now, but what is, what do you do? Who do you do it for? And why do they pick you? In other words, what's your differentiation? Why over other CPA firms do they select your firm? Sure. Well, the experience with the larger firm, um, as well as my time with Bob, who was just a, a really, really smart guy, really set me up to be able to um, offer really sophisticated tax services that I don't think a lot of smaller firms are doing. And that's really our differentiation. We can provide some of the techniques, some of the information, um, just some of the services that really mostly only the larger firms are doing, but we're doing it in a small firm environment at better fees, much right. better client service, direct partner interaction, that kind of thing. Okay. And who do you do it for? What's your? We have CEOs of middle market companies listening to the radio show. They range from 2 to $100 million in every different industry and whatever. But who do you find are the clients that appreciate the kind of quality of service that you do? Yeah. Privately held companies, middle okay. market uh, firms. Um, we have some industry specializations in real estate, manufacturing, distribution, construction, those firms. We've got, we have some expertise that not many firms um, have in those areas. But really, um, 
it's it's firms with involved owners who want a CPA who's not only intimately involved in the business but understands how it really it all merges into that owner's personal financial tax situation as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's uh, so much of a business owner's personal professional wealth or just total wealth can be tied up in their business, mm-hmm. right? And understanding the language of the business, which I think is the income statement, the balance sheet, statement of cash flows, what other other reports that you can generate for them, really helping them to understand where the levers of growth are and cost control, that is, I think, a critical function for privately held firms that if they were public, they would be forced to understand that, right? Sarbanes-Oxley, they would have to know their numbers cold. I think it's a best practice for a private company to operate like a public company in that sense. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I I think, you know, oftentimes owners of businesses, um, they hit a certain, I hate to use the term, but critical mass with their business. It's a good term. You can use it all the time. Uh, And, uh, you know, they tend to maybe check out when they hit it, when they get to a certain point. Right. And oftentimes we see those businesses and see a lot more potential and a lot of things that they could be doing more efficiently, uh, better, you know, and ways to really improve the bottom line of the business. Because if, if you're a business owner of a privately held firm and you're not able to competently explain, I think of them as the big three and I'm not a CPA, so I might be misstating it. You feel free to correct me, Paul. Statement of cash flows, income statement, and balance sheet. If, if you can't take a person through that and the interrelationship between the three documents, then I think you need to ask yourself why. Because if you're ever going to go out for a loan, if you're ever going to sell your business, if you're ever going to acquire another business, if you're ever going to do anything strategic with that business, you need to have that understanding. Right, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is interesting how uh, accountants kind of get viewed as the guy who sits in the corner with the, the eye shade and saying no to everything. Um, but really understanding accounting, how transactions flow through a company's books, what the long-term implications are of the way things are presented is really, uh, in my view, the backbone of being able to run a business well and run it profitably. Right. Without any surprises. Absolutely. Because that's where it comes home to roost. And many lower middle market firms, sub $50 million, do not have a CFO. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's right. And, and the difference between a controller, in my mind, and a CFO is where's their focus, backwards or forwards? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think, and I advise my clients who all have professional CPAs who do their, who do their, uh, their accounting, to use their CPA as a surrogate CFO, yep. to, to sit and have a planning session on a quarterly basis or whatever's the right interval for them, to really look at it and say, Here's where I want to take the business. Do I have a financial engine capable? And if not, what instruments and tools do I need to make the business capable of realizing my vision for the business? Yeah, and that's the that's where the value of a good CPA comes in too. It's really it takes a lot of effort for a CPA to not just settle into being a historian for their clients, good word. preparing tax returns, financial statements after the end of the year. It takes really a, an affirmative effort to be proactive, to get in front of our clients before the end of the year when it's too late to do things, and to help help our clients, you know, have a vis- cast a vision and take the steps necessary to reach those goals. All right. We're talking with Paul Nino. He is managing partner at Nino Tierney, and we're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Got a lot more to talk about with Paul. He, too, is running a business, so we're going to talk about a little bit 
what it's like to be a business owner and the managing partner. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. CBC is ranked in the top 6% nationally for financial strength. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we are a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Member FDIC. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Paul Nino, who is the managing partner, and Nino and Tierney is our guest. Nino Tierney is the name of the firm, and they're an accounting firm here. CPAs, just chock full of CPAs here in <laughs> Orange County, California. Before I get back to my interview with Paul, I did want to let you know that our listening audience has downloaded over 16,000 episodes of the Critical Mass Radio Show series over the last 30 days. That's 
twice the number of downloads we had in January of 2013. And I want to let you know that I appreciate your continued and now and continued growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Orange County's radio station, octalkradio.net, rebroadcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Paul, let's... Let's turn our attention towards kind of your business. Can you talk with us about some of the services you've provided geared towards helping middle market businesses? You talk about differentiated services. Can you give us kind of a context for what you mean by that? Sure. Well, we do, um, you know, we do offer traditional CPA services. We're a full service CPA firm uh, offering audit, audit work, tax work, um, accounting, consulting. But we also do offer some uh, unique services like recruiting budgeting, forecasting assistance, mm. really processes and policies, implementations. We've got a, a, a one individual on staff who's an expert in these areas. And those are some, you know, getting to the core of a business um, things that a lot of firms our size don't offer. Right. When you say recruiting, what type of recruiting? Uh, if our clients um, need a, a, a controller, a Okay, ca- so within the person, financial exactly. aspect. Yeah, okay. yeah. We've yeah. got, you know, we hear of people, we meet people got a network we help them screen we help them you know uh understand the things that they should be asking and and, right. and we can assess maybe some skills that uh maybe a marketing minded ceo uh, may not be able to assess you know that's really a powerful idea paul because i i know from direct experience when you're interviewing someone who has domain expertise that you don't possess how do you really know what they know i mean you sort of take it for right. granted right. you you sort of would be nice to have a set of uh, eyes on that that of people who really can truly understand the context and the answer and have a follow-up question that maybe digs a little bit deeper. Yeah. And in this area, again, all of our key reports are key reports when you're the president or CEO of a middle market firm. But in my experience, the people who are running the finance side of the business maybe are your... Well, Jack Welch said, if you're the CEO, you should have the VP of HR on one side of your office and the and your CFO on the other because hmm. those two people control the, really the resources of your business. Sure, and it makes a lot made a lot of sense to me. Matter of fact, when I moved our office in uh, Delphi, I did that. I took Jack's opinion hmm. and experience, and I put my CFO and my HR person on either side of me because invariably that's the place I went the most too. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. that's who you go to see during the day Save when you're some running time the business. Walking down exactly, the it's a yeah. shorter walk for me, and I can kind of keep an eye on them. And I right. sort of knew what was going on in right. their office right. too, right? Who's coming in and going out? Yeah, and for our clients, we we try to develop the kind of a relationship with our clients where we understand, you know, what our clients' personalities are like, who who they would work best with, where maybe where their skill set weaknesses are. And we can really help them, you know, plug in somebody that would be a good fit for them. All right. Well, that is that is beyond the typical or traditional role of a CPA firm for a lower middle market or middle market firm. Thank you for helping to, us to understand that. You know, are there any major trends that you've experienced in, with the current market when it comes to middle market companies? I'm wondering from what you're seeing in the kind of service level that you provide, could you mm-hmm. share any of those trends or observations that you have? Well, you know, a, a couple come to mind. The first is I see, you know, for our clients here in Orange County, businesses rebounding, businesses doing pretty well. Um, our clients are, are, I think, finally feeling like they can breathe easy after the, you know, 2008 downturn. And I, I've got, I have a lot of uh, good friends that are CPAs, and I know that they're seeing this with their clients as well. So that's the accountant's perspective on the economy here. You know, the other trend I see is just kind of 
continued regulation, continued complexity of the tax laws, continued compliance with regulations for our clients. I mean, uh, it is so difficult to not break a rule um, that that becomes an important part of what we do for our clients is making sure that they're not unintentionally or unknowingly stepping on a landmine of some kind of tax law. It gets more complex every year, and it changes every year. That's right. I have uh, in the CEO peer groups that I lead here in Orange County, every fourth quarter I invite some attorney that I know to come in and talk about the changes in some laws. The employment laws are always easy because they change every year, mm-hmm. and they're counterintuitive, and it's always fun. But after a while, you can sort of get overwhelmed with that idea. It's almost it, it, it is really difficult to stay out of trouble in employment law. It's it's very difficult in the tax law. I mean, really? we at our firm, we have to kind of determine each uh, a, per, a specific person in our firm to stay on top of this particular area of the law. This person stay on top of sales tax things. That you know, it, it it's that complex that you have to really be um, specialized to stay on top of things. Right, and those are areas of revenue for the governing bodies, right? Absolutely. Tax law, etc. So it's it's a good place to spend money if you're the government because you might make money there by discovering or uncovering things that sure. were done incorrectly, whether, to your point, intentional or not, you're still liable for the effect mm-hmm. as the business owner. And some of those can go back quite a ways, can't they? Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, penalties and interest, <laughs> you let something sit for a few years and, you know, you're looking at twice the amount that it would have been a few years ago, you know. Right, so catch it early. Yep. Yeah, it, or avoid it, right? Absolutely. If you can't avoid it. The best thing, obviously, the best thing to do right. is avoid it. And that's why... <laughs> To use your term, it's important not just to be the historian of the financial performance of the company, of your clients, right? To mm-hmm. be an engaged partner. Yeah. Right. It, the insight really comes um, in seeing something that's not there. It's easy to see an error in something that's in front of you. But to be able to identify, hey, you know, you're missing a, a maybe a deduction in this area. Mm-hmm. There's normally something here. Or I can tell by... You know how you're recording sales taxes. That there's something there's something wrong with what you're doing from a sales tax standpoint. Because you guys know it well enough just to look at it and go, something's not right here, right? Yeah, right. We hope to. <laughs> right. Well, that's part of your value, yeah. right? right? I would think right. finding things that the un- untrained eye would not find. All right. Knowledge is power, especially when you apply it. Right. All right. We're talking with Paul Nino. He is the managing partner at Nino Tyranny here in Orange County, Southern California, a CPA firm servicing privately held middle market firms. Yep. Okay. Um, I love to ask this question. I gave you a copy of our third generation of the book, uh, Guiding Principles 3. We just launched it yesterday at our executive conference here in Orange County. So, Paul, of all the things you've learned in your professional career, kind of you've assembled this basis of knowledge, maybe you've evolved it to an overarching philosophy. If so, we call that your guiding principle for how you're leading and growing your firm. And would you share that with our audience now? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to put it into a word, it would be, you know, kind of a a spirit of generosity, really. We... um, we work hard to go the extra mile for our clients. We work hard to go the extra mile for any business associate that we have. And um, I've just found that um, being generous with our time, with our expertise, um, always comes back um, to be to prove to be successful for us. Um, I read. A, I was recommended to read a book this summer, a book called The Go Giver. I don't know if you've heard of that or read that book, but. It really it, it it was an interesting little quick read. I read it on an airplane uh, in one sitting, and uh, it really kind of encapsulated for me the way I've been been uh, operating, you know, for the last twenty five years. 
I find that interesting because um, on a business that's predicated on billable hours, yeah, to have the managing partner have that as their guiding principle is, it sort of shapes my vi- my my view of your firm. So in practice, it must come through because the follow-up question to your guiding principle is is how does that get implemented or how does that affect the behavior of the firm? And I I think I'm sort of going down a road that says uh, while billable hours are important the relationship with the client is more important. Absolutely. Billable hours are, are obviously, that's our widget. That's our inventory. That's what we sell. So, you know, being a good steward of our billable hours is, is an important thing for us. But um, we encourage the staff. We've, you know, we have um, time codes uh, for our staff worksheets that are called billable. They get credit for being billable when they're serving in the community, when they're they're doing something extra for the clients. Um, whatever that might be that's outside the scope of a particular project. We, you know, we need to manage that stuff, and it can't get out of control. But that, um, you know, we, we are constantly trying to find ways to integrate that into what we're, what everybody in the firm is doing day to day. So if someone would like, so there's a CEO out there running a middle market firm or maybe more than one and says, I like Paul's uh, philosophy. I, I think his firm is helping companies like mine. How do they find you online? How would they find your firm? Best best place is our website, which is ntcpas.com. So that's Nino Tierney, cpas.com. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to spell out your whole, both both you and your partner's name, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a smart call. Whatever, however, yeah, decide right. we'll just yeah. use the initials and be done with it. That's right. Genius. Marketing genius, <laughs> I say. All right, Paul. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome you to the critical mass community. Nothing but continued success as you lead and grow your firm. Thank you for having me. This was great. That's our pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we be back, we'll be back to the show after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year. Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. 
Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. In case you didn't know, I'm your host, Rick Franzi, and our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive and some have said unique, prospect engagement program, we deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers every year. Could your firm use 23 warm prospects over the course of a year? And how many would turn into clients? To learn more about this wonderful program, contact Rose Chamora, and that's at 951-515-4661. The phone number again is 951 515-4661. 515-4661. All of the archives of our radio show can be found from our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. You'll see it right on the homepage. There are a couple colored boxes in the middle. Uh, find them by the video. Find the one that says listen to our podcast. Click that, and it'll take you to all the shows. Keyword searchable. You can also sign up for our newsletter there. All we need to know is your name, your firm, your email address will add you automatically to our database. You'll receive one email a week. That email will tell you who the guests are. It will provide information so you'll know what shows you want to listen to, either live or go back and catch it as a podcast. It also has uh, information about our valued advertisers and sponsors for the radio show. So if you want to sign up for the newsletter or you want to just peruse our our podcast, or on the homepage of Critical Mass for Business, you'll find those buttons in the middle of the page. For those of you that were a part of our executive conference, it's our annual event. This was our ninth executive conference, which we held yesterday at the Center Club in Costa Mesa, California. Center Club in Costa Mesa is a part of Club Corp International, which is a probably the largest, if I remember correctly from the content, club and golf club corporation in the country. We had a panel discussion on a topic that I'm very passionate about as it relates to lower middle market and middle market firms, and that is brand development. When you look at large publicly held companies, it is staggering when interbrand and other agencies rate the brand equity of those companies to think how much value has been created from a, co- from a coherent strategy that is understood by the marketplace. Too many 
lower middle market, middle market firms have struggled in the area of brand development, getting really no value on their income statement, excuse me, on their balance sheet for their brand. When their larger corporate cousins have significant value invested and people are willing to pay handsomely for the brand that they've developed. While we may not have a brand that can ultimately be worth billions of dollars as the large public companies can, say Coke, Nike, etc., we can build brand value in our own niche. And actually, it's somewhat easier than trying to become a global brand and then maintain and extend that brand. So our conference yesterday dealt with building a great brand. We had a number of outstanding panelists led by local entrepreneur and Ernst and Young of the Year entrepreneur, Philip Chang, founder of Yogurtland, who is now their chairman, sharing from his philosophy that the brand started with him, that he spent a great deal of time understanding his value system in starting Yogurtland, and then insisting and working collaboratively with the early-on employees to ensure they understood his personal philosophy, his guiding principles, if you will, to building the business, and then continuing to be focused on that and the culture of the organization throughout its growth. Last year, Yogurtland exceeded $130 million in annual revenue. They're in multiple states, 20-plus states, I think three countries outside of the U.S., built quite a significant differentiated service in, in, a, in a very, as he said, easy-to-enter, low-barriers-to-entry market, fast-serve yogurt. Uh, he, I think the number that he said is there have been over 3,000 competitors that have come into his space, and Yogurtland maintains its differentiation. Why? Because his brand stays true to his original core values. And he said, once you've done that and you maintain it, the rest of business is easy. We also had Eric Effelt. Eric is CEO and president of Club Corp International, and he came at it from a perspective of a large corporation and one that he's the professional hired steward to lead and grow, and how he views culture to be so paramount to building your brand. And he told stories of how he is the leader of Club Corp, instills the culture, and how he empowers his general managers to ensure that it's a consistent culture throughout all the clubs that are a club corp associated around the world. We also had Ryan Rikas of Branding Business, a fellow octalkradio.net radio show host, and he was sharing the philosophies that his firm has in helping large firms to build and enhance their brand around understanding your differentiated value, understanding who your core customers are, listening to your customers, and building a brand that was consistent with your brand promise, which is the promise you make through your brand to your clients and your prospects. And finally, we had Denise Lee Yon. Denise published, recently published a book, What Great Brands Do, a bestseller, based on her years of research and working with firms like Sony and other major corporations, global corporations, developing their brand and maintaining and enhancing their brand. And she's identified key principles that allow those brands to be successful and maintain them. She delivered a lot of great content based on her research and experience. And her book, again, is What Great Brands Do. Her name is Denise Lee Yan, spelled 
Y-O-H-N. I would encourage you to find her book, What Great Brands Do, on Amazon. It's a great read, very applicable for middle market firms like yours and mine. So I want to thank everybody who attended the executive conference. We had a room full, a packed house, as they say, and it went fast. And I just so enjoyed the community and the opportunity to bring us all together again on our annual event. We're going to take our next commercial break. And when we come back, our final uh, session will be with KJ, founder of Smartphone Trainers. Hilt will be back in a few minutes after these words from our sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. KJ is in the studio, and we're going to be talking with him about his business. And he's the founder of Smartphone Trainers. In just a minute, before we get there, I want to let you know that our audience has downloaded over 16,000 episodes of Critical Mass Radio Show during the last 30 days. That's 2x of what our downloads were in January of 2013. And I'd like to thank you for your continued and obviously growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, and hundreds of middle market business websites where past guests have put the player on their website and other business-oriented podcasting services. KJ, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit about smartphone trainers. What exactly is the business model? Why do people hire your firm? What do you do for them? Well, thanks for asking. Smartphone trainers is a company that was designed because in the past I would have problems with my smartphone, and I start studying it like nobody's business. And I found out through 
my own trials and tribulations that the smartphone is just such a powerful tool for you to be able to use. And so we came up with this concept, Train Your Smartphone. We're also under um, smartphone trainers. We know that most professionals are only using 5% or less of their smartphone's capability. And so we've put together a program that not only teaches you how to become 50% more productive on a daily basis as it pertains to your smartphone, but also how to recover 63 lost minutes. Okay, so there's a couple of statistics in there, and I want to kind of back up and go over those one more time. Absolutely. You're saying most of us who have smartphones are using 5% of its capabilities? Or less. Okay, or less. So give me just a sense for the type of capabilities that we're not using as a business. Um, well, one, in a simplistic way, um, if you take your memo pad or your S note as it pertains to the Android users, uh-huh. most people use those as for shopping lists and quotes and things like that. And we're teaching business executives and uh, sales professionals that if you're at a networking event and you meet somebody one-on-one and you shake hands and they say to you, could you send me some additional information? I really would appreciate that. Typically, you hand them a business card, and it could be anywhere from 24 to 48 to 72 hours before you actually send that information. And we all know in today's society, as it pertains to business, the quicker you follow up with the prospect, the better chance you have of getting through to them. Okay. And so we teach you how to open up a memo pad, Label it, you know, with initials or letters like WWD is the title, and then you space down a couple of spaces. And then you put this nice overview about your company as well as links, phone numbers, and things like that. And then when you're done with it, you hit done, and you take it back into the list of labels within your memo. So the next time you meet someone and someone says, could you send me some information, instead of waiting, you just take their business card, you open up the memo, you hit the WWD, coincidentally, which stands for what we do, right? Mm-hmm. You hit the forward button. It takes that beautiful overview and shifts it into an email. And then all you need to do is put the person's email address in and send it. You don't have to worry about spell checking it because you already made it. You don't right. have to worry about what am I going to say because it's already a standard message. And this is how quickly you can get to your clients. You can do the same thing with text messages as well. Mm-hmm. On a more difficult level or a higher-end level, you can use what's called the GPS and, and make that surround you in terms of your business partners and, and prospects. So let's say if you're a realtor and you're headed to um, a client's house to show them a new house that they're looking for. But on the way there, you may have sold a few houses to prior clients a year ago that's in that area. Okay, You can make your smartphone actually... Um, anytime you pass by any clients, prospects, house, signal you through a GPS method to tell you, hey, you just passed by Julie's house. You did a refi for her last year. You might want to call her and say hello. Mm. Okay. So you're on your way to do a new deal, but your phone reminds you of prior deals. Okay. Interesting. Those are two very good examples. Thank you for helping to show us kind of the tip of the iceberg of what you're able to do in Absolutely. your training sessions. Simple question. When we rev these every two years, and now the phone companies want us to do it more quickly and put us on these lease plans or whatever they call them, how much of what you train people comes with us? In other words, the notes or that type. Once you set it up in one, are they able to follow you to your next platform? Absolutely, including apps that you download. These days, people are switching from 
Apple to Android, Android to Apple. Right. And some folks are even going back to BlackBerry, believe it or not. Right? I've been well, seeing some articles positively. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I still have a BlackBerry, but then again, I have nine phones, so I have to train on them all. So, you know, uh-huh. but uh, if you take a hypothetical app out of the Android, uh, the Google Play, and you download it, that app can follow you. Um, all you need to do is just put in your password in the new phone, mm-hmm. and it will pick it back up and download it into the new phone. Okay, we're talking with KJ, founder of Smartphone Trainers, and he's giving us just the sense for the type of things that can be done with your smartphone his one of his th- stats that i asked him about was the fact that five percent or less of the capabilities of the phone the average user is using then then that begs the question why are these phones so smart if we don't know how to use them kj well they were smart you know from the beginning it's just uh it, it's the people catching up to the technology okay. the technology has been light years ahead of us for Many, many years, even 15 years ago or 12 years ago when that BlackBerry came out, people really didn't know how to use it. It was pretty much call and still trying to figure out how to email and things like that. You know, we were still we were just coming off the beeper days. Right. So um, as technology progressed, humans did not progress with it. Okay, And you're there to change that. So what type of organizations people who do you train um i have trained companies such as mary Kay, transamerica new york life audi i just did a a pre-training last week for um the corona chamber of commerce okay uh, I was actually, maybe you're talking about beer there for a second but okay, uh, yeah. chamber of commerce is good too <laughs> absolutely and we are actually doing a training for them next month we're doing some things with the city of uh, Corona. We got some really big special things coming up. So we're training small to mid-sized to Fortune 500 companies. Okay. So what is what does the company gain from having their employees being better trained on the smartphones that their employees have? The name of the game in today's business world is one word, productivity. The more productive a employee can be in a sales position, the more he can get done, uh, the faster he can get done, and obviously the bottom line is more money to the company. So okay. productivity equals revenue. Okay. So if I'm having a more productive sales force, who, and the phone is the pro- primary productivity tool, it sounds like, would, is it fair to draw a comparison between a smartphone and a, as a productivity tool and say a an iPad or a tablet. I mean, do you do you think there's as much productivity gain inherent in a smartphone as someone who is properly trained on how to use a tablet, an I- iPad? Well, if you took a well-trained individual who had an iPad and you took a well-trained individual who had a smartphone, the gentleman or the young lady who had a smartphone would probably be a little bit more advanced because of the capabilities that you could use immediately, in, in including texting and things like that. Um, if you're at a networking event, you know something like the Orange County's largest mixer, it's not like you're walking around with this uh, iPad strapped to your chest or in right. your pocket. You right. know, and you're not going to carry it in your hand, and so that's typically in your bag in the car at home. Uh-huh. But that smartphone, which fits right in the palm of your hand. It's with you 24 hours a day. It carries your documents. It carries all your phone numbers, the Internet, and everything. Right. It's, it is a, I think of the smartphone as a predator in that it's slowly taking out other devices that you might carry, like the camera has fallen prey to the smartphone. Absolutely. With these new 1080 
screenshots and the things that they can do. Uh, it, it's just taking it away. Look, people right now are using their phones to create their own videos for YouTube. Right. No more need. You remember the flip camera right. was just out a few years ago. Right. Uh, you haven't heard about that lately because everyone's got these new smartphones. They just open it up. They shoot the video, which is a little bit more humanistic for your prospects instead of a nice background. People just want to be seen outside with a crowded area. They shoot the video. They forward it over maybe to their webmaster if they're not doing their own job. He loads it up. Before you know it, it's on the website. Right. And from, from, the, from the experience that the web in no time at all pretty much no time right? at all right all off of one device if, one you, if device. you have the capability to do it yourself okay so ceos of middle market firms are the audience that listen to critical mass radio show and i'm talking with kj founder of smartphone trainers so are there tools and capabilities of a smartphone that could assist the ceo in understanding how his or her field sales force is conducting themselves absolutely there are various programs that a ceo could literally be on his private jet in the middle of nowhere and still know what his sales force is doing. There's all sorts of CRMs and things like that, but there's also uh, techniques and tips that I teach to be able to have him and his smartphone communicate for him on his behalf. And I'll give you an example. Yeah, please do. Um, Let's say um, I have, uh, which I do, a lot of clients on the East Coast. Um, I could put my phone to sleep, and I can go to sleep right with it at midnight, and at 3 a.m., the phone can turn on by itself and start to communicate via email and text messages and things like that with the clients on the East Coast. Therefore, when you wake up, if you want to look at this this way, then you're three hours ahead of your competition. Okay. Absolutely. So you, so basically you're putting that information into the phone before you and it go to sleep. And when it wakes up, it's just, it's just delivering what you've created during normal work time. Automatically. Automatically. While you're snoring away. Right. So that's that's another example of productivity. Absolutely. Right. You do Absolutely. the work, and then yeah, you're not. That old saying, right? The uh, what is it? The, the the early bird catches the early worm. Is that what they say? That's what they say. That's a good saying. Just put it in the smartphone. All right. Okay. So, how did you get so enamored and see a business around the smartphone? Um, that's that's probably one of the best questions I've ever got. I'm a veteran of the military. I served on the battleship Missouri. Um, for five years in Desert Storm War. I was actually a hygienist. And when I got out, lots of things went on, but I ended up getting into the car business as a car salesman, worked my way up to general sales manager. And then one day I decided to go on my own and become an auto broker. And it was then when I was using my smartphone, playing with it every day, Oh, man, I could remind my clients of their oil change in three weeks. Oh, I could remind my client that I have a sale going on in two months. Tell a prospect, tell a friend, you know, we'll pay you a referral fee. And um, then I started flying to different geek shows and seeing um, the operating system and how it worked and started listening to other people. And um, But it was never for a business. It was always for myself. Right. And um, a, a little over two years ago, um, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through a long ordeal of surgery and chemo and radiation. And one day I was sitting on my bed and I was praying. Um, I said, you know, God, I can't go back to the car business. It's just too much work for me. And he gave me a a sign. I went to GoDaddy and I typed in trainyoursmartphone.com. And it said available. (laughs) And then I went and got everything. Smartphone trainers, trainyouriphone.com, train your Blackberry, train your Android phone, train your tablets, train your iPads. And, you know, my wife was looking at me saying, 
I don't think this is going to work. And I said, well, listen, I got the sign. It's got to work. And uh, I called my web guy. I said, hey, could you put this uh, website together? And he goes, I don't think it's a good idea. I said, well, I don't pay you for thought process. (laughs) I pay you to build. And I paid him. He built it. And from there, we have just been just we just took off. We're training all sorts of companies. We do no advertising. Yes, we get, we get 10 referrals a week of different companies. And, you know, I'm always getting a company calling me saying, could you come out and do a 20-minute overview? So we do 20-minute free overviews to wet your whistle to determine if we're a fit for what right. you need. Right. It sounds like uh, companies with large sales forces, companies that have or an individual who has a lot of interacting with clients post existing clients past clients you talked about real estate agents. so i can i can see a number of demographics that would find what you're doing to be very valuable i i almost think that it's while it's equally as valuable for the solopreneur to scale the business for you the variety the larger the firm the better off you are because you have more people who need to know how to use their phone their phone absolutely i i think a, a sales force um, you know, the, I think the most I've taught in one room was 600. Okay. And um, you that know, could be a challenge training 600 people on their phones. I've well, seen we, people with their phones. Holy cow! Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is when we are contracted to um, work with a company, there's a lot of things that go in play, including a uh, pre-sales training letter, so to speak, to tell how many ever people will be in the course, how to prepare for the course. Because okay. what we don't want to happen is the day of the training, people have memory problems and things like this. My so, battery's dead. Yeah, so we send them all this thing a few weeks in advance okay. to say, this is how you prepare. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what smartphone we teach across the board simultaneously. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I think we just scratched the surface here on what you're doing, KJ. I wish you nothing but continued success with smartphone trainers. So, again, if someone wants to find you online, what website should they go to? They can go to smartphonetrainers.com or you can go to train your smart, which is the easier one, right. trainyoursmartphone.com. On there, there's buttons that uh, will send you to our YouTube channel. We're giving away free tips on YouTube on how to use this uh, incredible productivity tool. Wow, that's amazing. I love entrepreneurs, especially when they build a business out of an own, their own personal need, which is sort of your story. Absolutely. Right? That's wonderful. Thank you for your time. And yes, being sir. A Thank friend you of for the having program. me. I appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to Call of the day here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed both of our interviews today. Our guests are very different, and they brought, I think, great content. I'd like to thank our advertisers, because without them, the show wouldn't be as possible. Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS protection. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, visit our website. Maybe you want to be a future guest on a radio show. Possibly you want to advertise and take advantage of our prospect engagement program. Visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. This is your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 